Turn with me, if you will, to 1 Samuel chapter 17. The book Old Testament. 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'll be reading from verses 4 to 11 and then verses 32 to 37, the New Living Translation. And I'll be plugging in other verses as we go along. This is going to be part one of at least part two of a sermon. I know I can't get it all. I ain't going to try to get it all in this uh, sermon, this message. So at least be part two, maybe three, but we'll see how it goes. First Samuel chapter 17, beginning at verse four. First Samuel 17, beginning at verse four. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Is that clear? Verse four. First Samuel chapter 17. New Living Translation. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. Don't miss that. He wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear, verse 7, was as heavy and thick as a weaver's being tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. Goliath, verse 8, stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you coming out to fight? He called, I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I, verse 10, I defy, listen to that, the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. And when Saul and the Israelites, verse 11, heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Verse 24 of 1 Samuel 17, you have to look that later, says, as soon as the Israelite army saw him, Goliath, they began to run away in fright. Verse 32 says, but David said, I'm not afraid of him. I'll go out and fight him. Y'all listening? Verse 33, 1 Samuel 17 says, Don't be ridiculous, Paul, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. But David, verse 34, persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Verse 36, I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies, y'all better hear this, of the living God. 
the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear is the same God who's going to rescue me from this Philistine. The Lord who rescued me from this, that, or the other yesterday, I don't know who God is talking to, is the same God who's going to rescue me and you and you and you from this Philistine. Saul finally consented, all right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Let me highlight verse 32. David said, I'm not afraid of him. I ain't afraid of no giant. I'll go out and fight. I'll go out and fight. I'll go out and keep on fighting. Ain't no quitting me. I don't know who God is talking. Ain't no quit. I'll go out and fight. My question, I don't know again who God is talking to, but I know he's talking to somebody. From the pulpit to the door, ceiling to the floor. I want to talk around the thought, the subject this morning, part one. We'll pick it up again next week. Giants come and giants fall. Giants come, y'all better hear God, and giants fall. Are you facing any giants today? Y'all ain't going to be honest. You go to a therapist, you got to be honest. Is it anybody but me facing any giants today? Let me see. And if so, how do your giant, how does your giant compare with Goliath? We just gave you his dimensions. Awesome. Wow. Enough to scare you. They call Shaq a giant. He was a giant over Shaq. Wow. I'm asking you the question, who or what are the giants in your life this morning? Don't look at somebody else. God is talking to you, just like he talked to me in preparing this message. Yeah. Have you ever thought about the fact that giants in your life and mine are real? Understand that the giant that David faced in 1 Samuel 17 was a man. Flesh and blood. At least nine foot tall plus some inches. And that lets us know giants can come in the form of flesh and blood. Hello, somebody. But you also need to know that they can come in other forms or means also. And nobody gonna be able to isolate and say, I don't know what's going on. Male or female, whatever age you are in this place, out there. Stop moving around. Sit down and let God talk to you if you would. In other words, not just flesh and blood, but giants can also be problems, pressures, pains, and persecutions that you have to face from time to time. And sometimes, am I doing all right, y'all? Sometimes these giants will show up in your dreams as nightmares. Y'all ain't had a giant nightmare. Anybody other than me ever woke up and said, I'm glad that was just a dream? Only a couple of y'all. Keep on dreaming. 
If you're doing something for the Lord, a giant's going to show up two or three in the morning. Man, <laughs> Minister Gilbert, I woke up the other night. I said, I'm so glad that was a dream. Oh, my God. That joke almost killed me until I woke up. Thank God it was just a nightmare, Maurice. Thank God. Giants oftentimes cause major difficulties in your life and brings with it the possibility of threatening situations. Is anybody listening? More than likely, there's someone or some ones in this service or viewing this service on social platform that is facing a giant right now, today, in your life. You don't even know how you made it to church this morning. The giant, first of all, tried to keep you from getting out. And then on your way, it tried to deter you from keeping on. And now that you're here, it's trying to distract you with some other noise. You may be wondering, somebody, what a giant really is. I hear you. What is a giant? Well, uh, there are several definitions. But uh, a giant is a person or thing of unusual great size, power, and of or significance. A giant problem is a problem or thing, listen, that occupies or takes up a lot of space mentally, emotionally, physically, or psychologically. Giants blow your mind. Even right now, the giant's trying to shut somebody's mind down. He don't know what he's talking about. He's talking too loud. I, I got to go home and fry my chicken. I, I don't know what my son is doing. No, no, no. Notice, spiritually speaking, what a giant is. I said, spiritually speaking, a giant is anything. I'm talking about person, place, or thing that distracts us from our focus on God. That's a giant. If you're struggling right now to hear this message, you got some kind of giant trying to mess with you. Anything that detours, deters us from our service for God, anything that drains you of your passion to serve God, anything that, that, that represents opposition to God, that's a giant. Somebody said, I, I, I hear giants, but are there any specific giants? Yeah, I'm getting ready to give y'all a number of giants. Listen, and you may be wondering, what are some of the giants that people face? Listen, don't miss this. If you want to know what your giant is, you got to ID it. You got to identify your giant. Y'all ain't even listening. Everybody don't have the same giant. We might have similar one, two, three, but when you listen and hear the giants I'm going to name, you're going to find out. Am I right about it? And don't say you don't have any giants in your life. You're lying. The Bible says in this world, you're going to have tribulation, and that includes giants. So there's nobody in here that can say, I don't have no giants. You in denial, and the giant has you right where he wants you to be. 
He likes spiritual wimps and punks. Ooh. I'm going to call out. Y'all listening? I'm going to call out some names of various kinds of giants that every one of us in this church this morning or out there have to face or will face or in the future going to have to face. This is her helping somebody. It ought to if you're listening. And if you truly want to experience victory, anybody want victory over their giants? Let me see your hand. If you want victory over your giant, you're going to have to be honest this morning. Can I get a witness? I'm talking about, listen, giants come and giants fall. Look at somebody and say, giants come and giants fall. Out there, giants come and giants fall. Now understand, just like you go to the regular hospital or doctor's office when you have a medical or health issue and you're given a prescription to help you. So it is with the church, the body of Christ. Believers who gather together in this spiritual hospital. Some of us didn't even realize you have a problem you were dealing with at home and God sent you to this house, the doctor's house. <laughs> Y'all missing it. You didn't know I had nothing else better. God said, no, I'm sending you to a doctor. Doctor that everybody gathers together in this building, but it's the doctor's house. And in order to receive a spiritual prescription or antidote from God or Dr. Jesus, in order to help you to deal with or to eliminate your particular giant or get rid of him, you're going to have to take your wake-up pill this morning. Hello, somebody. I know we don't like to take pills, but this pill is specially designed for you to deal with your giant. A pill that will give you, listen, strength, courage, confidence, and power. Anybody want that pill this morning? Y'all, some of y'all don't want, y'all don't want that pill from God to give you strength, courage, confidence, and power to fight against, I said fight. Some of y'all don't want to fight. <laughs> some of y'all scared. Yeah, you talking about how rough, you ain't bad, you ain't rough. You're in a spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6 said, uh, 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 we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's, even if somebody physically is coming, it's a spirit behind him or her. Stop fighting him or her and get that spirit that's behind it. I'm talking about giants come and giants fall. So I repeat, listen carefully out there. Listen, when you hear the name of your giant being called out. I want you to either stand. Oh, man, he messed with me. He, oh, see, you getting up, Pastor, Pastor Pointer. You, you listen, I'm a teacher, y'all. I preach, but I'm a teach. Our people perish for lack of knowledge. I don't want the cults to break down stuff, and all the preacher does is shout and flip over. Somebody got to know that they know that they know that they know that they know and why they know. Am I right about it? So I'll repeat. When you hear the name of your giant being called out, I want you, I'm going to give you a choice to either stand or raise your hand for a moment to acknowledge 
that particular giant that you're dealing with. Either stand, stand up, or raise your hand when you hear the giant. All right? God is the one snapping pictures, not me. Or maybe, okay, here's another outlet, but you better be honest. Maybe when you hear me call the giants, it's a giant or two in the lives of one of your family members Ooh. or loved ones or a close friend that is struggling with or against and you want to stand in for that person. Then you can still stand or raise your hand. That way they won't know if it's you or the other person. I'm trying to help somebody. <laughs> Sister Mary, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to get you out. See, 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 you can sneak a peek, but God can see a black hand on a black rock at midnight, so he already know. But it ain't for me to know. So when you hear the name of the giant, you can stand because it's your giant, or you can raise your hand because it's your giant, or you can stand or raise your hand because it's a family member's giant or friend. It's kind of neutral. God says, look, I'm giving you grace and mercy. All right. Whatever the case may be, whatever your giant's name is, you need to respond by the raise. I can't repeat this enough because it's important. It's going to help you when you open up and say, yes, it's not my brother or my sister. It's me. It's me that stands in the need. So let's listen up to the names. Y'all going to listen? Y'all out there, listen. You can replay it, YouTube or Facebook. Yeah. If you lied this morning and God said repent, you can go back, right, Pam, and check it out and do it at home by yourself. Some of y'all never sat down at home. This every one of them. But let me, let me give you the list of various types of giants. Am I doing all right, Reverend Pointer? I'm going to comment on a select few of these giants. And notice the names of the kinds of giants on this list. And when you hear it, stand or raise your hand. Look at somebody say, you're going to stand or raise your hand. But don't. <laughs> I shouldn't ask that because somebody said, nope. Stand for somebody else and raise their hand. Here's the name, start with, and it's not the exhausted, it's the other name, but Fear. Is that anybody giant? I somebody standing. I thank you, Lord, raising hand. Fear. Nobody on this side is fearful of anything. Gotcha. Intimidation. I see hands. Death. I see hands. Anger. Woo. Some people got four hands up, five head, feet, and everything. Failure. Loss. Addictions of the past or present. People pleasing. I'm trying to help somebody. This you say when you when I go to my church, we we get taught and he hears some preaching. <laughs> what about the giant of not measuring up 
to other people's standards. What about suicide? What about divorce? Giant. What about the giant of your children acting like crazy? Look at, oh my gosh, people standing up. Amen, that's good. What about the giant of guilt? I see hands. What about the giant of unforgiveness? I ain't letting him off or her off. What about the giant of insecurity? Some people standing, raising hands. What about the giant of your husband or your wife? Wow. See hands? I ain't trying to start nothing up in here. Tori ain't trying to start nothing, but I'm just calling in the roll. Listen, I'm calling the roll. Poop into the door, stealing to the floor. Pastor ain't raising your hand. Shut up. What about the giant of your job? Problems on the gig. About the giant of your health. Wow. Praise the Lord. Y'all gonna come back and get some more of this. What about the giant of your finances? See, I could take six weeks to talk about something. I broke them all down. What up, giant of pride? Unbelief. Selfishness. Hands up for everything. How about the giant of doubt? Doubt. How about the giant of miscommunication? I try to say this and you interpret it as something else. Every conversation turns into a fight. Y'all ain't gonna help me. Every conversation, I can't even talk to you. It's a fight, 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 fight. I'm sick and tired. I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired of all of this. <laughs> I, I, I gotta hurry up and sit down, y'all. But no, y'all ain't gonna rush me. Can you give me 15 more minutes? Let's look at a few giants. Select few. I might miss your giant, and if y'all y'all had to text me, Pastor, talk, I'm gonna wait. Text me, Pastor, talk about this, that, or the other giant. So next week I can pick up some of your giants. Y'all gonna do that? Y'all know how to get me, Pastor. Can you can you can you uh, uh, talk about this giant? Whatever that giant is, I might not name it. Is that all right? Let's look at a few giants and try to understand and see how best to deal with that particular giant. God is talking to somebody this morning. He told me to come out and teach, preach too, but teach somebody. Let's look at a major giant many of us can relate to. And I'm talking about, first of all, the giant of fear. The giant of fear. Pastor's been guilty of being intimidated so we got two to intimidate. The fear can intimidate. Hello? 
The Bible says in verse 16, I'm in the passage. I didn't just jump out the Bible away from what I was preaching or reading. The Bible says in verse 16 of 1 Samuel 17, Goliath, y'all got to read it when you get home. Goliath, listen, taunted the army of Israel, listen, for 40 days, morning and evening. Y'all read it. I ain't making this stuff. I need some Bible readers. Go home and look at it. Verse 16 says, for 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. Can y'all imagine this 40 days, somebody nagging you? Morning, day, I'm going to put in night. It said morning and evening. It never stopped. It went all night. Can you imagine a man or woman or person or thing just nagging? Y'all ever had a nag in your life? I'm scared to look at you. Anybody know of anybody that's a nag? Have you ever been just like me, a nag? Oh, okay. I'm one of some honest people in here. Some of y'all ain't saying to the person next to you looking, what? I need some water. Can I, can I get some water down here? Ah. Ah. Pray for y'all praying for me. Okay. We're talking about this 40 days and 40 nights. And it would be demoralizing to hear this day after day. And when we talk about demoralizing, I'm talking about that's enough to discourage you. To deprive a man or woman, young or old, of their spirit, their courage, or their discipline. I said it's kind of like that today with all the murders, disrespect. They got young folk now jumping on old men, 73 years old, beating him with cones and 13 and 14-year-old girl. What the devil? You don't have the what? It's come to that. No respect. No regard. Only the devil could get folk to keep on doing that. Only a demon can keep somebody doing that. The text, the Bible says, eventually, Goliath crossed the little brook in the valley of Elah. He wasn't just intimidating. This giant that was out there, he was aggressive, and he was getting closer. He may not be at your door today, but it might be there tomorrow. So the two armies prepared for a face-off in the valley. Verse 24 says, as soon, as soon as the Israelite army saw him, this giant, they began to run away in fright. I'm reading verse 24, y'all. Or fear. Goliath was much like your adversary in mind today, the devil. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking somebody to devour. He'll try to get you coming or going. The devourer wanted to take me and my wife out on our way here because he knew I was going to preach on giants. And he didn't want me to tell you that giants come and giants fall. 
I wish I had somebody praying for me. I need somebody praying for me. I'm a target, but I ain't afraid because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But I need the prayers of the righteous for me and my family. Are y'all praying for me? I'm praying for you. Did you know, and I only got, did you know y'all want me to quit? Can I go on a little bit longer? Raise your hand if y'all want me to go on a little longer. Thank you. Did you not know that fear is one of the most effective weapons against the people of God? I didn't say the most, but it's one of. Yeah. I'll tell you the other one. I don't even know my name. Discouragement is the other. Fear and discouragement is up there. But the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Is anybody listening? You might be living in fear, but the Bible says, not Pastor Pointer, Michelle, the Bible says, God has not given you or you or you or you or you or you or me or you out there a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. God has given the spirit of boldness and not of fear. A spirit of love because he loved us first. And a sound mind in order to take charge of the situations around you. Stop acting like you can't do nothing. God says, chill for a moment. Take a deep breath. Inhale and exhale. Grace Mercy, grace, mercy, stand still and see. In other words, God's power, love, and a sound mind, somebody needs to hear this, is enough to knock down and destroy the giants that keep on appearing from time to time in your life and mine. And if you allow fear, to take root in your life, it can grow out of control, keeping you awake all night. I heard somebody can't see. No, fear will keep you up all night. Discouragement will keep you up all night. Lack of uh, uh, unbelief will keep you up all night. A amen, somebody. Children can, oh my God, keep you up all night. Plaguing your thoughts and causing you so much. Here we go. Unnecessary pain. There's pain that is necessary. You've heard no pain, no gain. But then there's pain that God said, why are you where you are, Elijah? What are you hiding from? Or who are you hiding from? Jezebel, who is chasing you, man or woman? What is causing you, man or woman of God, to run, to cower in fear? To shed, oh, oh, God said, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, speak to the giant, not your words, but my word. Uh, I got to let you go. If our fears threaten to overwhelm us, remember what David said. 
in verse 37. Y'all go back and check this out. Verse 37 of 1 Samuel chapter 17. David said, see, you got to have some history. You can't have amnesia. David said, see, some of y'all got amnesia like this the first time you've been in trouble. This ain't the first time you've been in trouble. Ain't the first time the devil or the enemy tried to get you. This ain't the first time your wife or husband acted crazy. This ain't the first time you felt guilty. This ain't the first time you felt intimidated. This ain't the first time you've been discouraged. This ain't the first time you've been angry. This ain't the first time you felt like you had to prove something. This ain't the first time. David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion, he remembered, and from the paw of the bear is the same God who's going to deliver me. Oh, he's going to deliver me from the hand of this giant. The same God who picked you up, turned you around, placed your feet on solid ground is the same God who's going to deliver you. Not tomorrow, but today, 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 right now. I guess I better let you go. <laughs> fear. I'm going to close on this fear. I got so many more. I might have to do three, three parts, or I don't know. I might have to keep on going until I go on vacation. But understand, fear breeds squabbling and bickering and arguments in your family. It's in this passage. I didn't go away from the Bible. When David, y'all got to read it. When David showed up with food for his older brothers who were fighting in Saul's army. Remember, David was a shepherd. Eliab, his oldest brother, went into a rage. When you get home, read verse 28 of 1 Samuel 17. That says his brother asked David, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? David's brother Eliab was trying to put David down. In other words, he was using sanctified imagination, perhaps saying, I'm in the army. All you do is keep sheep. <laughs> I'm in the army. All you do, Jesus, is take care of your sheep. Y'all missing this. Eliab, remember, Eliab, Jesse's oldest son, stood in line with his other brothers when the prophet Samuel came to anoint the next king. And that means Eliab was the first one in the family to be rejected as king. And he never forgot that. I said, fear, where does that come in? He never forgot when David came in from tending his sheep and Samuel said David was the chosen one. Eliab held that against David. And in a moment of fear, because all of them running, here come my baby brother. Everybody, everybody, everybody else running from the giant. Here comes this baby sheep herder, David. Here's the one that stands out and takes care of the sheep. I'm closing. Who can't help themselves. Sheep wander. 
Sheep need a shepherd. Sheep need somebody even when they go astray to go back and get them. David was out there taking care of sheep. And his brothers was talking about fighting. <laughs> well, David, if I could use the word, said, well, you a fighter. Why are you running, punk? No, he didn't call his brother punk. That's too much world in me. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eleanor Wade, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Too, too much, too much, too much. Uh, yeah, don't, don't go there, Pastor Point. An old man coming out. <laughs> he, he, he held that against his brother. But David, <laughs> I said, Eliab lashed out at his brother. And I said, fear can turn into anger. His fear was that he was afraid. But here, the younger brother comes and said, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I ain't afraid of no giant. I ain't afraid of this uncircumcised Philistine. He went into the, un the circumcision. That's a whole new thing. God's people had to get circumcised as an identity thing to show that you belong. Some of us, when you have your baby, you get them circumcised to keep them clean, to keep them under the covenant, to keep them unnoticed as part of your family, God's family. Ah, fear can turn into anger. And when you're in a stressful environment, combined with a perceived threat, you can experience frustration. And in that condition, people often lash out at those close around them. You ever got family members just lashing out? Wait a minute, let me take a step further. Have you been the one, Pastor Pointer, because you can't deal with your frustration that lashes out at your wife? Y'all ain't gonna be honest this morning. Anybody other than me been filled and frustrated and just lashed out at the closest person next to me? <laughs> Honey, I ain't gonna tell them no more than this, but I told my wife the other day, when I was in one of them crazy moods. Y'all ain't, y'all looking at, you looking at me funny out there. Y'all ain't never been in one of them moods. Tori, you ever been in a mood? <laughs> Keisha, you ever been in a mood? Deke, you ever been in a mood? Anybody ever been in a mood? I mean a bad mood where you don't want to get near my mood. Holy Ghost said, my wife had to laugh. I said, honey, she said, I think you crazy. <laughs> After I was in one of my moods, I was in one of them bad moods. And I had a nerve to say, honey, after I had just talked out of one of my bad moods, I said, honey, I'm having an issue. She said, what? <laughs> Man, you crazy, but I love you anyhow. Anybody ever been in a mood and then the Holy Ghost got a control of you and told you better get out of that mood and you better get back to where you're supposed to be? Stop letting you control you and let me, the Holy Ghost, control you. Anybody know that the best way is to let God have his way? That's enough. Give God some praise. I got so much more, but y'all need to come back. You need to know that your real enemy is the devil, and he wants to distract you by infighting. Don't let it happen. On your way home today, he's going to see if you listen. 
the devil going to see if you're going to start fighting with your friend, your husband, your wife. And even if you think you're right and they justify it, don't you do it. The next one I'll do, if y'all don't send me in some overwhelming other, is what do you do when your child or rebellious children come before, become your giant? That's the next one. Y'all going to come back in here? What do you do when you got rebellious children and family? Sons and daughters, grandsons and granddaughters. You know, what do you do? How do you handle that? Oh, man. I got to deal with defeating your guilt. It's so much. Some of y'all send me some stuff, and if the Lord tells me, I'll, 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 I'll you mean put that ahead of what I got? If God says so, I will. Giants come and giants fall. Give God some praise. <laughs> I, I would be remiss if we didn't take this opportunity as we rest on our feet those that can this message is for believers and those who will become believers all of us have had to face giants and are facing giants and will have to face giants and this message is a message to equip and prepare us to teach us to train us to help you and me to deal with the enemy or the enemies of your life or in your life. But you can't fight the enemy, the devil, his demons, your flesh, unless you have somebody greater in you than he that's out the world, in the world. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be right now saved out there today. You don't know if you're going to live <coughs> to see another day. Ah, me and my wife could have been wiped out on our way to church, I told you. But God, ooh, but God, if you're here today, out there, and you want to be saved, you want to be able to fight and to get victory over your giants, you need to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life and save you. If the first call, you're not saved, I want you to repeat this prayer. If you're not saved already, dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner and I cannot save myself. I accept your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as my personal savior. Come into my life right now, Lord. I surrender. Take control. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. With thanksgiving always. Amen. Second call. You already saved, but you don't have a church home. You need to come. You need to come. You're visiting? No, you need to come. Other people will come if they see you take a step. Sheep beget sheep. You've not already come. You need to come. You need to come. Is there one out there? You come Sundays, but you've never come forward. This is your opportunity. You're already saved, but you don't have a church on. This is your opportunity. Third and last call. You're already saved? 
You already have a church home, Abyssinian, I pray. But you're a backslider. You're out of fellowship. God wants to restore you back to the joy of your salvation. Stop staying out when God says, I died that you would come in and stay in. Is there anybody here backslider? God wants to restore you. You got to come on your own. You got to come on your own. Is there one? Give God some praise. Give God some praise. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We acknowledge your peace, your presence, and your lordship. Bless this congregation. Bless our hearers and our listeners. You said that your word would not return void, but would accomplish what it set out to do. Save, deliver, convict, convince, and convert. We say yes to your will, yes to your word, and yes to your way. And all of God's people said amen, amen, and amen. Give God some praise. We ought to hug somebody, shake somebody's hand. Pass me not. Savior. Savior. Not pass me by.